For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. There's one round left and you're dialed into the Monday Waffle. I'm Tom McCracken and I'm joined as usual, even though it is, you know, obviously a Wednesday with Jesse Donnelly Jones. G'day Tom. Connor Malice. Boys, it's been a while since we've all been in here. Pleasure having us all together again. One more weekend of football. Everything to play for. And still a lot to play out, isn't there, Tom? I mean, uh, West Perth, East Fremantle and Claremont, any of those teams can finish between first and third. You've got South, who can potentially sneak in a home final in that first week. And, boys, how good is Sunday going to be? Peel Thunder taking on the Swan Districts. Winner takes all and the loser's out. Exactly it, JDJ. And we did say, we did come to the conclusion that it could come to this. And we were absolutely right. We didn't think that Swannies could topple over Falcons at top place, but still Blue Oval and everything to make for finals. So it looks like they did that to kick off this round, hey? Well, what it's done now is it's paved the way for um, that absolute belter uh, this Sunday afternoon, isn't it? So uh, I know you would have been ripping out your hair there, Connor, over the weekend, but I, I love the fact that the Swans... <laughs> knocked off the Falcons because if they had a loss that game, then they'd ha- have to beat Peel by about, you know, 100 points at least uh, just to get close in terms of percentage. So uh, much better off having both teams on 40 points and, yeah, winner takes all. What a game it was, boys. Swans versus uh, West Perth. I had a bit of a chat with Harry Grigson from the Weekend West. Writes down the waffle. Had a chat with him on Friday, and he was saying, "Look, he reckons the Swannies were going to get going to get up. Difficult road trip, uh, but Perth's not that big, and particularly coming from West Perth. Uh, but yeah, geez, they they made a meal of it, didn't they? Hey. Well, if you if you look at it like the breakdown of the scores, like the Falcons really shot themselves in the foot in those first three quarters, and going into the final change, they'd had eight more scoring shots than than the Swans there, but it was five goals eleven to five goals three, and then. The Swan Districts just turned it on in that fourth term, kicked four of their nine goals in the final quarter. So, uh, look, West Perth, they uh, they missed opportunities when they had their foot on the throttle and then the Swan Districts took advantage. They certainly did, and there was a bit in this one. There was a fair few sort of little spot fires going on around the ground, particularly in the third quarter um, when Swans really turned around and went, look, we're going to kick some, we're gonna get some runs on the board here. Um, and they had that momentum. They, they were piling it on. Um they, they, it was scratchy still from the Swans. It was still contest, win, ball, kick, contest. Um, and I kind of thought the Falcons, you know, that's how they sort of play. They do like that hard inside contested ball. Um, but they just weren't able to sort of, you know, they just weren't winning the contested footy in the second half. Yeah, look, I mean, Falcons were leading all the way up until, well, I mean, halfway through the game as well. And then they came back in the third to show up and then really lost it from the very, like, start of that fourth quarter and just never managed to reel it back in. So... Props to Swannies. I mean, obviously, when it comes to finals, anyone can win. And this is what we said throughout the whole season. Anyone in this top five, top six can beat anyone on their, on their day. So coming into finals footy, this is what we could expect. Just lastly on this game, fellas, Jesse Turner, 29 disposals. Is he going to win the Sandover? He's he, going to be, he'd be in the votes again. Absolutely. He's, he's going to be right up there, isn't he? He's, he's going to be amongst you know, a couple other names. But yeah, yeah, he's... Would you, you don't write him off. Well, it's, it's just tough to imagine another player. I mean, obviously, there's been outstanding uh, performances throughout the season by an abundance of players. But you look at Jesse Turner and the... I mean, I suppose uh, Bokehurst 
in uh, East Fremantle would be coming close in terms of the disposals. But Jesse Turner, he's just racking them up every single week, uh, hitting the scoreboard on a lot of occasions too. So, gee whiz, he's, he's going to be tough to beat for that one. Going at 30 touches a game, mm. it's pretty, you know, and still with the season, still with the season, still with a round to go. Yeah. And a bloody important one, yeah. You know, he might get a little bit of little bit of attention from Peel this weekend. Mm. I think he might get the, cop the old run yeah. with roll. I wouldn't be surprised. Could do, potentially. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Luke Meadows, the major ball winner on the ground, leading the way for the Falcons with 32. And uh, it was just a, you know, really uh, even performance by the Swans, wasn't it? Jesse Palmer with two goals. Thomas Edwards, Edwards kicking in with two himself. And then five individual goal kickers. And Keegan Knott leading the way for West Perth with three of his own. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Perth are, <coughs> sorry, West Perth are only on top now by two points. East Perth have a better percentage now, and they managed to boost that up with the Claremont uh, game, leaving them goalless all the way up until the third quarter. Um, I mean, Bolton, I mean, what? Claremont only had five goal kickers, and they're all no multiples, all singles. You had Bolton, England, House, Rogers, and Smallwood, all getting on there, but then you've got Marsh and English for East Frio absolutely kicking the lights out, having six between them. And boys, I, I'm pretty scared that the Sharks could get up this year. Yeah, yeah, music to my ears. No surprise <laughs> here, boys. I, you know, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I said they're going to come out and kick an absolute bag, didn't I? Hey, they've made uh, this season their own. They're, they're, they've been written off, you know, the Sharkies. And I think what they, what they did to uh, Claremont on the weekend... Um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, I think that was fair play. It's we sort of been reminiscent of what we've been seeing over the last couple of weekends. Cameron Erdley had oh, what, all over 33 it. disposals, couldn't get enough of it, in hospital with leather poisoning this weekend. Same with Miller Murdoch, he had 28. Callan England from Claremont putting in, uh, a light at the end of the tunnel for those boys, he had 27. But yeah, I mean, if we go back to Murdoch, the pressure he put on, 11 tackles, lads. That, that's yeah. sensational, isn't it? That's I mean, unreal. That, and that just speaks volumes to, you know, the progress that East Fremantle have made these throughout this season, really. I mean, the last, you know, six, seven, eight years, they just haven't really been much of a threat. But you look at what they did uh, 10 years ago, back in 2012, making it to, to the big dance against, um, against Claremont. So... Who knows? They might be in for another grand final. What do you reckon, Tom? Derby grand final, potentially? Oh, that has me licking my lips, <laughs> mate. I'd be all over that. If only all it was over at, that. If only it was at Fremantle Oval, eh? Uh, oh, we haven't done a... I haven't been on to brag it in your faces, have I? We need to rewind the clock and go back to oh, when I yeah. said Leaderville Turn Oval would be the place it would have to be. Well, you, you did call Is this it. When I, I turn mean, this mic but, off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might add to the quality. Uh, uh, look, <laughs> look, look. Um, I mean, we do we do need to give Connor his, his props. I mean, he did call it, didn't he? And uh, look, I mean, Leaderville Oval. I, I don't know how they're gonna have that prepped in time, but um, hope they do. Hopefully, oh, the uh, city of Vincent can can get that spick and span for the uh, the last game in September. Yes, yeah. Let's all hope. But um, moving through, sort of last week's games. Um, Blowouts, bar the South and the East game, we had uh, Subi take on Perth. They put them away. Peel demoralised West Coast. Um, pretty interesting one, wasn't it, fellas? You know, both listed players in both teams, and um, Peel just put them away. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, you go, Jesse. Oh well, I was just going to say, mate. Like, um, you know, it was the same story for the Eagles, wasn't it? That first half that just brings them unstuck. Had zero goals, five. 
at half time. Peel Thunder, nine goals, two up by 51 and just playing catch up football from that point forward. So just the same old How story. How do you get into the third quarter by the end of it and have none goals, 10? It's not good, Jesse. Eh? Not I good. just don't understand. Yeah. Kick it three goals, 14. I mean, that's great that they had seven scoring opportunities in the in the fourth. But if you're a waffle side, you need to be like respected. But I, I mean, props to Peel. Def- defense could have been just on and just shut them down completely. But come on, like I've seen E-graded players and Oskick play Oskick players kick a goal. Yeah, you don't I wait mean- until your fourth quarter to kick a goal. 25 shots to 17 for the game, which is dominant, but it's not worthy of a 73-point win, is it? Nah, so... Absolutely not. It's absolutely not. But you know what's really stood out for me for this one, hey, and this is going to impact sort of the list and sort of the silly season, was uh, Lloyd Meeks' performance. He uh, absolutely put away Bailey Williams in the ruck. And there's a lot of speculation floating around that he might even be moving cross-town to West Coast. Lloyd Meek. Yeah, to be able to get a gong over there because Nick Nananui, you know, he breaks down like an old in. car from a second-hand car salesman. And um, Do we Jackson a... coming in. And Meek is, Meek's been performing really, really well down at Peel. A little rumour mill here, lads. Are we? Tom might have the inside. Stirring too much trouble, eh? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, boys. Don't, don't come over here. Yeah, but over look, Meeky, the big fella, he's, um, he's contributing. Contributing, and he had a field day down there. He dominated the touches, dominated the hitouts, 33. He uh, was still finding plenty of it with 22 touches, and he hit the scoreboard. What more do you ask for a big ruckman? Uh, Look, I mean, it's obviously with Luke Jackson coming to Fremantle next season, it's uh, going to be obviously tough for him to get a game. So, certainly uh, doing his chances, no harm there. But Bailey Banfield, boys, now... Okay, didn't didn't light the world on fire for Peel over the weekend. Seven disposals, two goals, but hitting the scoreboard once again. I mean, is he? He might be the most unlucky bloke in the AFL, I reckon. I mean, every every time he goes in for Fremantle, he hits the scoreboard, he does his job, and then he's out the next week. Yeah, look, I mean, well, this was a topic I was going to bring up while we're on Peel of Thunder. Like, had I mean, I feel bad for Swannies, but Fremantle home final. I'm sure any of those boys that miss out are getting dropped straight down to Peel. Earn your spot maybe next week if we get through. If not, well, then you're going to be playing finals footy kind of thing. So um, what do you see? How, what changes do you see from this team now going into the AFL? Do you see Banfield go up? Do you see Tucker go up? Oh, I, I can't, have, I can't, I can't see Banfield, that many. wouldn't it? You, I mean, in yeah. place of Fife, it. You you do say that, yeah, for sure. But, you know, the, with the added, you know, bit of pace of Swikowski coming back the last couple of weeks, it's, you know, you do have a lot of pace up in that forward line up there. So maybe they will be, I don't know. It, it, there's so much backroom stuff and how good is Lob and Logan Tabernar? Are they going to be playing, you know, with a little bit of shade of grey on the, their injury, so to speak? Do, do you take someone like Banfield, who is that sort of mid-size? I, I don't know. Well, I, or would I, you take someone like Jaya Miss? Mm. Yeah, well, two two on the weekend. Yeah, well, Jai Amos. I mean, he was unlucky to get dropped in the first place, wasn't he? After that debut against North Melbourne, I was surprised that he got admitted from the team. Had so, a toe, had a tongue well, injury from following that week. Well, I mean, he, he injured himself mm. his first game back at Peel, didn't he? But um, I mean, I, I think he was making way for for Matt Tabner, wasn't he? But uh, gee whiz, I mean, he. I, I personally thought he probably could have played a bit more for the Dockers this season, but uh, obviously injuries have got in the way of that. But 
I mean, they've got plenty of firepower, don't they, Peel? I mean, Swan Districts, they're going to have their work cut out yeah, come Sunday. Yeah, particularly down that back line, Toby Watson. He was he was stellar last week, and I think he's going to have his hands full with uh, a miss. You throw it, he'll probably get sent to the likes of Tracy, who, you know, you've got to take on a big boy like that, who's, you know, able to really contest at a waffle level in the ruck as well himself um, and give main, main man Miki a bit of a breather. It's, um, it's formidable, isn't it? Bit of talent, sure but is. sometimes... You come up against an outfit uh, like the Swannies, and geez, they scrapped on the weekend and they got over the line. It was a highly entertaining game. Well, but, yeah. No, it's going to be just a big weekend of footy. It's just going to be exciting. Yeah, and I, I love that the Thunder Swans game is on Channel 7 too on the Sunday. I mean, that's that's the uh, the big draw card this weekend and obviously everything to play for. So I'm, I'm very glad that they've uh, kept it till the Sunday and we all get to uh, sit home and watch it. Especially with it being in Mantra. <laughs> I don't want to be driving down. Yeah, not that, not that fun of a trip. Yeah. Nah, so that last year, as we've obviously been speaking about last weekend, the ladder's really starting to square up. But, you know, all these teams are still going to be looking to hone on to a bit of form, particularly going into next week, next week's round, the final round of the season. Uh, the Sharkies versus the Royals, East Perth at Leaderville Oval. I don't know about that. Are they, are they playing at Leaderville Oval? <laughs> Confirm that? Putting a fair bit of maintenance into it, aren't they? Yeah, they certainly are. So, um, East Freo versus the Royals, boys. Bit of a dead rubber. A few dead rubbers this week. What do you, oh, what not, do you for East, not, not for East Fremantle, I should oh, say. Oh, rather, I mean, yeah. You, you, yep, they're boys. obviously um, going to try and put West Perth under the pump there. They do have Subiaco in that last game. So, uh, yeah, I'll back East Fremantle probably around six to seven goals. Should be uh, fairly straightforward for them. Yeah, look, honestly, I'm starting to think that Saturday might be a day not to miss, but, you know, Sunday's a real eager one, you know yeah. what I mean? It, Saturday's definitely the warm-up for the Sunday game. Yeah. Um, look, I, all the favourites, all the blokes that are in the top four or five, I reckon are going to win. So you've got your Sharkies, I reckon they might win comfortably. Doggies should win quite comfortably against Perth. Falcons should put away Subiaco, but, you know, Subi's always... They're aloof. There. They're, yeah, they're always there to lurk. And Claremont should... Clip the Eagles' wings again another week in a row. Yeah, the the top four teams, they'll all be favourites for their games on Saturday, won't they? But, um, gee whiz, I mean, just only takes one upset, boys, and fourth can jump to second or first can slip to third. So, uh, you know, Thunder Swans, the big draw card, but plenty of movement uh, potentially in the top four. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like, you... And it just goes to show, like, what do you, you, when you do win that top stand on the ladder or you do create a little bit of breathing space, it's so valuable now because you can give those guys just a week of rest, a little bit. Of, you can you can miss playing a few players this week. Um, but it's really not the case, is it? You know, like, maybe you can manage game time into more experience in your, mid, your inside mids and stuff like that in that second, third quarter, if you can. And then the fir- fourth, just like, pull them off, you know. But, yeah, it's going to be... Be a hell of a round, isn't it? Who have you got, Tom? Falcons or Lions? Oh, look, I think it's hard to go past the Falcons. The Falcons, are, you know, they have a bit of a bone to pick. They they really... It was very uncharacteristic of them last weekend to fade away from the contest. Midway through the third, they just... They weren't around the football. And they didn't see... They just... I don't know. Like, all you can say is they, they, they weren't winning contested football. Yeah, you, you're right. And we've always said throughout the year that Swannies at Blue Steel Oval were just almost unbeatable. To an extent. So, um, although they did lose something that they should really should have won, 
I think they'll definitely come out firing against Subiaco to make sure they get that week off. I'm going Subi in the upset, boys. I reckon West Perth finished third. Oh, get Nick Jesse. Wow, hey. I'm really hoping Perth <laughs> nick your boys over now. I'll take back hey. what I said. No, I'm not a fan of that. We can do it from fourth, boys. We can do it from fourth. I like that. The uh, As a Shark supporter, um, that'd be quite pleasing to the eye, the old minor <laughs> cup. But no, look, boys, Claremont, West Coast, Jesse. Yeah, Claremont by about eight goals. Connor? Yeah, no, definitely Claremont. I reckon they might even sneak into second. Right, South, Jesse, your mob, put South. away Perth. Yep, no, I reckon, uh, yeah, should should get it done quite convincingly. They've had a lot of close ones as of late against opposition. Yeah, well, last week, for example, East Perth, nine points, scores level at three-quarter time. You, you need to be, I mean, their percentage is nowhere near the, uh, the three teams that are above them. So, obviously, that's what's uh, put them back down to fourth on the ladder, and they're going to have to uh, do it from fourth come the end of the season, uh, barring any upsets for East Fremantle and Claremont. But, um, you know, South, I think they should they should be going for a big win here. I mean, they should look for a five to six goal win, put in a convincing performance. If they just get over the line again, like they did against East Perth, not exactly the ideal preparation. I think you just got to look at putting in a full four-quarter effort, win by a substantial margin. You should beat Perth by a substantial margin if you're to compete with the teams above you. So uh, hopefully a uh, convincing win for South. Yeah, you, uh, you really want to see a no-sniff game, don't you? No. Nah, you, yeah, you, you, exactly. you want it done by, you know, midway through yeah, the second. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's no disrespect to the teams that they've been mm. playing. I mean, the Royals were sensational on the, uh, on the Sunday afternoon there at uh, Fremantle Oval. But um, at the end of the day, South should have won that game by a bit more. So, especially, you know, with uh, September coming up. So, hopefully uh, a bit more convincing this weekend. Now, before we move on from that, have we got any update on Jake Florenka with his injury? Because I know they've been relying very heavily on Hayden Sloyd. He couldn't possibly come back, could he? No. For the first week at least, yeah. So, do you think that might make a big impact on two... Well, I just think they've they've been playing for so long without him now, haven't they? I mean, if you'd have said that in the first couple of months of the season, um, you just would have thought, gee whiz, how are they going to cover for this bloke? But, you know, it's, it's worked out better than I think a lot of Bulldogs fans probably would have thought at the beginning. I mean, Hayden Schloeth, he's put in another incredible year. Nick Subin, he's continued to do his thing. And uh, Stephen Verrier, the young bloke, stepping up as well. So um, I think they've got... Uh, they've got a few more uh, aces up their sleeve than perhaps what we thought they did at the time of Florenka's injury. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd expect them to uh, to be able to cover for him quite well in September. And let's not forget, even since Florenka's gone down, they have had wins over Claremont and over East Fremantle, and they did have a draw against the Falcons where the Falcons kicked a late goal. So uh, they are capable, and uh, I think they should be able to cover for him. Geez, that draw might... That, that draw's hurt them, hasn't it? You know, you, you saw it... Oh, just, you just shake that breathing space. It, if you guys were to win, the top four would all be on 48 mm. points. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Like the been a tight season so far. Exciting yeah. season for Waffle. Yeah, I mean one one game separating first to fourth right now. I mean it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? But um, yeah, look, I, I reckon. Um, I mean, you, you'd expect all of those teams to win, but with that being said, I am going the upset with the Lions. So I think it'll finish East Fremantle first, Claremont second, Swans third, 
South's fourth. And uh, what have we got for that final game, boys? Oh, look, I, I think Swan Districts will get up. I know Peel are going to have a lot of talent, but um, I just think Swannies are just a fair bit to play for. They're up and about at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back them in. Big scalp, how hey, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, I, I'm going to go with Peel. I think they're going to have too much depth with the Frio lineup still being in Perth. Whether that means next week they fade away because some boys have to fly along with Frio, but yeah, I'm back in Peel Thunder this week. Yeah, I'm going to back the Swan Districts in. I think they'll get it done in another upset. I think they're uh, riding high after that win against West Perth in Bassendine, and I reckon they can get the job done. I think they will, and uh, I tell you what, wouldn't that be a ripping elimination final between the Bulldogs and Swans yeah, at that, Fremantle Oval? Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. First week of the finals, uh, only a fortnight away. Mm. So um, the, the football season's starting to draw to a close. We're getting sunny days outside, boys. So that's players need to be putting a bit of bit of sunscreen on, but um, that's it. Back. That's all be, we've got, boys. About this year's beauty, isn't last it, week's waffle. Bring it on. Keep Are you getting fingers. down? Get down there. On, get down to Mandra on the weekend. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. We'll, we'll be, uh, yeah, be yeah, in the yeah, comfort yeah, of the uh, the lounge room watching Channel Seven, mate. But that should be an absolute belter. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for Leaderville Oval. Eh? Hopefully they get it all spick and span in time for the granny. Yeah, let's hope they're big plans coming out of the city of Vincent. But we'll see if it all pulls off. Look, you've been listening to the Monday Waffle. I'm Tom McCracken, always joined by some of the best in Jesse Donnelly-Jones and Connor Malice. Get down to your waffle down this weekend. Have a yell. Hear yourself scream. See you down there. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.